0: Hey everybody, welcome to the 15-Minute Frightcast, the, shall we say, the Reader's Digest version of the normal Frightcast. What we do here is a down-and-dirty review of a movie that we've picked, and normally it's just going to be me as the host and then one guest. Let me introduce myself as the host, I'm Patrick, and with me, we've got Thomas. He's been on the show several times, and in fact, he was on the inaugural 15-Minute Frightcast, which happened over a year ago. And this is only Mm -hmm. the second one we've done. Welcome, Tom. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. You bet. The movie that we are going to review today, as it was last time, it was Tom's pick. He suggested this out of the blue to me, and I thought, hey, this is a great pick because I have never seen it before. Tom, what is that movie pick?
1: This movie is called The Thing from John Carpenter in 1982.
0: That is correct. I have never seen this film. Does that surprise you?
1: It does, because I thought you liked uh, John Carpenter.
0: I do like John Carpenter, but uh, I have limited myself to his films, and uh, I'm glad that I had the opportunity to finally see this one, because it is an icon in the horror genre. Uh, Just really quick, I'm going to (laughs) read what this film is all about. The Thing, from 1982, now running, I believe, on Showtime? Is that correct, Tom?
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Quite briefly, it's a research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. IMDb rating 8.1%, Metacritic score 72%, Rotten Tomatoes Critic score 85%, and the audience really digs this movie with a Rotten Tomatoes audience score of 92%. Wow. Yeah.
1: Do those scores align with your thoughts? Um, they do. I mean it's it's become a kind of a cult classic, I think, um, to a lot of folks. And then if you if you're a John Carpenter fan, then of course it's gonna have a following um that way as well. We're probably gonna delve into this in, in a bit, but I just wanted to also point out that it kind of um we talked about this yesterday, it kind of goes in between horror and sci fi, so you're gonna pick up audiences that like both those genres.
0: Yeah, definitely. I classified this one in the in the same area as I did Aliens. Because mm-hmm. Aliens is a horror movie, but it's also definitely sci-fi. So it's a crossover. It's a crossover that I think is extremely successful. Watching it for the first time last night, it really kind of shocked me on how good this movie was, not just of content, but the way it was shot. The cinematography in this, the directing in this, it just didn't seem like a normal John Carpenter movie.
1: Yeah, this one seems... I, I do like John Carpenter. Um, he's he's not my favorite director. There's some movies he's done that I'm kind of like yeah. But this this one I think is he's got all everything together. It reminds me a little bit of Brian De Palma. Actually, <laughs> I mean he's got nice close shots. Um, and we'll we'll talk about the the scares and those kinds of things. And since it's old enough, we can have any spoilers. Correct?
0: Definitely, definitely. Anything <clears throat> over a year old, we go ahead and spoil on this show. Okay. Yeah, I. If you haven't seen it by now, you're in the same boat I was, and shame on you. And if somebody spoils it, that's your fault, not ours. Um, <laughs> so from from the beginning, and I, I told Tom this last night, the opening shot was this helicopter chasing a, a dog through the snowy tundra. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, why the hell are they shooting? Because I knew nothing about this movie. And I'm sitting there, why are they shooting this dog? I was so pissed right. at the person in the helicopter. I thought they were just uh, hunting dogs or, or animals for sport at the beginning of it. And then once that helicopter touched down and he didn't care who was standing around him, he was just going after that dog. And I'm just going, okay, something's up with this dog.
1: Well, and I think he accidentally shoots one of the guys, doesn't he? And
0: he shoots him right in the leg.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so they're flying in Antarctica and this is a, this is a helicopter from a, a nearby, I think it's Norway, Norwegian. Norwegian research. Yep. yep. And so that's all the information you get because Shortly thereafter, I believe the helicopter blows up. I can't remember how.
0: It's filled Gas with kerosene, right? Yeah, it's filled okay. with kerosene. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, and so so you know something's up at that point. The, the, yeah, he's trying to hunt this dog for a purpose. It's not for sport because of his sport, he would have turned away a long time ago. Uh, so you know something's up already. So I think they they did a good job early establishing what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. I know that there was a cut that was released on television that like the first 20 minutes was just introducing the characters before that helicopter scene even happened. Oh, I don't know if
1: I'd like that.
0: No. In fact, Carpenter hated it. And he made sure that any subsequent releases did not have that in there. That was really okay, specifically yeah. for television. And I think that would have ruined it. I like the idea of up into that. Um,
1: yeah, it's a good opening shot. And also... It's good that we don't know anything about these guys because we're going to talk about it, but the movie deals on their paranoia. Right. And the claustrophobia that they have. And if we don't know any of them in advance, then we don't, we don't get to make prejudgments on who's what type of guy. And so that to me is a horrible idea.
0: It is a horrible idea because exactly like you said, we don't, the way it is now, we know nothing about these characters. We don't know how they're going to react in the situation that they're in so that adds to the anticipation of the yeah. rest of the movie. So yeah. yeah, making sure that wasn't in there was it was a brilliant idea or a brilliant choice I should say. And you know, to tell you the truth, the movie itself was already an hour and 50 minutes long, and for me personally, oh, okay. for me personally, that's kind of long for a movie and if they would add it on another 15 20 minutes just for character introduction, yeah. I would have been bored. I would have probably shut it off yeah. before we got to the helicopter scene.
1: Yeah. So, so- Go ahead. How you, tell us who's who's uh, in this real quick. Just a few of the famous you know, people.
0: Uh, well, first of all, I mean, Kurt Russell, you see it in all the pictures and everything else. Uh, the photos for this, the one that got me was Wilford Brimley. Yeah. Uh, that, to me, he was unrecognizable because I only knew fat diabetic Wilford Brimley yeah. from cocoon. Uh, yeah. So seeing him in this as Dr. Blair, you know, that just caught me off guard. Other people uh, of note, TK Carter, David Clennon, Keith David, for gosh sake. I mean, he's has gone on a, a brilliant great. career. He's uh, a great Richard actor. Richard Charles Hallahan, Peter Maloney, Richard Masseur, Donald Moffat, uh, who's had a great career. Joel Polis, Thomas Waits, Norbert Weiser, Larry Franco. And that's, that's just the first yeah. lineup that's on IMDb. It's a great cast. Yeah. Kurt Russell, by the way grew out his beard for a year before they started filming, just so he can have that iconic look
1: Oh wow! for the film. And he's got the goofy hat that goes with it.
0: Oh yeah. Well, they, had, <laughs> they had discussed that he was supposed to be like a Vietnam vet chopper pilot. Okay. So he kind of took that into his character moving into the film, just brilliant casting all the way around. I really dug each and every character in this film. Mm-hmm. Yep. they were believable. They, were on spot with their choices and it did keep you guessing all the way through, even to the end. And we'll discuss the end in just Mm -hmm. a few minutes because there is some controversy about the way this movie ends.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you're probably leading this discussion, but one of the things I like about this movie is it's just like you said, it's an alien that comes in. It's in the form of a dog at first. And then the dog gets put in the pen with the other dogs and it starts to morph into this weird creature um, and starts attacking dogs, and then it eventually ends up that it attacks the humans. And since it can replicate, the crux of the whole movie is you don't know who is the thing because they're carbon copies. Yeah. So that's so the the thing I really love about this film is it sets. They're already in this claustrophobic environment, right? They're in Antarctica, close quarters. And the paranoia of who's it um, starts to settle in, and then you see how they start to turn on each other. So I guess in that form, the other reason I like it is it's a kind of a psychological warfare, and I love that kind of stuff.
0: I completely agree with that. You never know, even when they're doing the testing. uh, That's a great. He (laughs) he knows that uh, he he's made the assumption that this alien creature will fight tooth and nail to survive. To the molecular, you know, the cellular level of of their being. So he draws blood and then heats up a copper coil and and touches their blood with it. And if the blood reacts, then they know which one is the carbon copy, which one is it.
1: And And they're all tied up. Exactly. They're all tied up. They're all tied up while he's doing it.
0: And so he's going, you know, Petri dish to Petri dish with this copper wire into their blood. And then when something finally happens, they built up that anticipation so well so let's quickly, you know, cause, cause, to me, that was one of the things like there was a jump scare in that part. Mm-hmm. It, tell me about the scares to you in this movie, Tom. I think, like I said before,
1: just kind of the psychological part of who's, you know, who might be it, who might be not. They turn on each other. They put one guy into um, Wilford Brimley into like a, a prison basically. And to me that that's good tension when, when that builds up some of the I guess they didn't really scare me, but some of the cool um, effects, uh, if I remember right, the head that that turns into a spider was pretty cool. You know, the dog morphing, the guy who I think is trying to do maybe CPR on the guy's body and his his stomach opens up and
0: and rips his arms off. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't normally get, it's hard to scare me, but I, but those kinds of things were, fun to watch they're thrilling to watch
0: it, it, to me it wasn't necessarily a scary movie so much as a, a full it was full of tension throughout yes. the majority of the movie it, it, it did make you feel tense uncomfortable and wanting to see what happens i know we're getting close to the grading point in the oh wow review i know it goes by so quickly gosh but just to touch on the the practical effects in this film they had a budget of 15 million dollars for this film but when you think that Alien, which came out three years prior to that, only had a budget of $11 million. Do you think they could have done more with this, or do you think they did a really good job?
1: It's, it's hard to say, because Alien definitely isn't the testosterone of aliens. Um, uh, I imagine Aliens had a ton more money. Oh, yeah. Um, but Alien also is kind of that type of movie where there's a lot built into the tension. So I, I think they did pretty good with the money they had. I, I like the special effects. They're not anywhere near what you could do today, but I think they're pretty cool for,
0: for the time. For 19, yeah, for 1982, I think they did a damn good job on that. And I think they even were nominated for awards. I don't know yeah. if they won. I didn't do my research in that area, but I think for 82, um, it was very effective. And I know that
1: we're running out of time, but we should um, we should definitely just touch base on the ending just a little bit. Right, right. So basically the ending happens Everybody, well, we're spoiling everything here, guys. The camp is down to just two people. Everybody has pretty much died or turned on each other. And, you know, just because of what's been happening, you know, one of them is the thing. And it's Childs and McGrady, who's played by Keith David and and Kurt Russell. And they're sitting off, uh, sitting down in this, this uh, underground area. And they're just waiting for the next, for the person to change.
0: And it's left that way to the very end. Just them waiting.
1: Yeah. And it's, uh, I love the ending, but I know a lot of people hate it because there's no resolution.
0: Well, and in the end, you know, no one's going to survive anyway because they just destroyed everything. Well, that's true. survivor is going to freeze to death. That's true. All right, let's head to the uh, the ratings. So we've got the fear factor, the gore score, and the overall rating slash would you recommend it to a friend? So let's go with the gore score first, Tom. What do you think?
1: Gore score. Um, it's pretty gory. I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven and a half.
0: Okay. No, that's that's pretty good. I would probably put it at about a five or a six. It's not quite as gory as some of the things I've seen, but I've seen some more extreme movies than than you have. Mm-hmm. So I'd put it about a five or a six. Are you counting the snuff films that you collect? Yep. Yeah, the snuff ones that I film myself, definitely. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then we've got the fear factor. We kind of already talked about that, but where would it end up on your on your on your scale? Um, it's so hard
1: to scare me. I I would say it's probably about a four.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Once again, like I said, it's more about the tension than it is the fear yeah. or the scares itself. So then right. there's finally the uh, overall rating, and would you recommend it to a friend?
1: I love it. It's it's just kind of a cult movie that I love, so I'm going to give it a nine. And yes, I would I would definitely recommend it.
0: Awesome. Like I said, having seen this for the very first time, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm going to give it about a seven and a half, eight, right in that area. Definitely wow, recommend. That's it That's pretty to good. A friend. Cool. So, yeah. So um, we're <laughs> going to wrap this up. And Tom, there we go. Hey, we got the beeper going right now. Perfect. So, any last thoughts on the film?
1: It's again, it's a great uh, basically a thriller sci-fi. Um, if you like movies that are character driven, this movie, each one of the actors plays a distinct character. Um, I think it's a good movie.
0: Yep. I, I second that wholeheartedly. <laughs> so that's the 15 minute Frank cast. As we discussed the 1982 movie, John Carpenter's The Thing. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully, we'll do more of these uh, in the future. Like I said, it's been a year since the last one. We definitely should be doing more often than that. Tom, I want to thank you for coming on. You're always a mm-hmm. great guest, and I know you're going to be here several more times. So thanks, thanks again a lot. for coming on. And on yep, thank uh, you. behalf of myself and Tom, I just want to say thank you and have a great time.